When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. What, did AJ just leave already? I think he's getting coffee. Yeah, we think we're uh, going to do the handoff at that break rather than in the middle of the no, beginning right of the third hour. Because <clears throat> that way, before the break, you can just say, it's, we're going to break, you know, AJ's leaving. Yeah, but stands, I'd rather just he's have just him. kind of like vanishing, and after ten minutes of the first third or the third hour. So I like that. I like it when he vanishes. Like he's vanishing? not in there, is he? I, I can't see him. I don't it's know. weird that he so. asked me what I wanted to drink, yeah, and then I, he disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> what a jerk! Well, he wasn't saying he's going to get you anything. Yeah, that's just, right. He hey, you're thirsty? Know. I am. Okay, bye. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's, it's good knowledge. Great to, to hear it, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Jeff Foser in studio with us, ladies and gentlemen. He is a St. Paul comedy all-star show tomorrow. It's not tomorrow night, but Wednesday night. At seven o'clock at Laugh Camp. So, how did you put the? Did you put this together? No, uh, our our hosts for the evening, Jesse oh, right, and, and and Nathan, put it together. In fact, Jesse had said um, <clears throat> he had been thinking about this show for years. Oh, really? Yeah, I think I felt like St. Paul wasn't getting enough comedy love and wanted to get people no, that live that. there yeah. uh, on a show together. Um, Maybe not necessarily as a stick it to Minneapolis, but no, just you know, hey, it's the it's the capital city. Let's get some love. So is Jesse really a shrink? He is. How come yeah. I've never gone to him? I've gone to every other one in town. Have you? <laughs> oh God, keep it. in my life. Oh, yeah, it's been a thrill. Yeah, well, but you know what? We'll get him in here and we'll sneak some therapy on you. I think the first time I ever went, I did the Marlon Brando thing. The horror. <laughs> <laughs> I did that deal right there. Did that? Deal. Oh, Andy, I need your help with something because I brought this up earlier. Uh huh. What, what the this? hell is oh, that? That's, oh, that's, that's the coffee. That's, that's my coffee. fault. Oh. <laughs> Wait, what the hell is that? Can we like, brew you the lo- loudest beverage yes. before we <laughs> jump on espresso. air? That's right. Andy, have you ever heard of Zaleplon? Zaleplon? Yeah, it's, it's like a sleep medication. Yeah, Z-A-L-E-P-L-O-N, because uh, I'd be you know, 37 years doing a morning show. Is this right? something you found in the parking lot? No, <laughs> no. I just, I, no Zaleplon's I, the guy who sold him the yeah. thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. Zaleplon. Bill Zaleplon was his name. and No, but but because I, I did the KQ morning show for 37 years, I still wake up every day at 3.15. Yeah. And I don't have to be here until, uh, I mean, what, 7 o'clock? No, 8 o'clock. Like, yeah. <clears throat> So I every night I wake up at 3, 3.15, 3.30, every night. Yeah. So this, if you take it in the middle of the night, it puts you back to sleep. Mm. But now I noticed uh, by looking at the little container, you're not supposed to take it every night. No. Most of these things you're not supposed to take every night. Oh. Is there any stand-in that's non-prescription mm. that, I could, that would kind of do the same thing? Drinking less caffeine, yes. I don't drink caffeine any time after like 10 at night. I might have some gummies in my pocket for you. See, I got gummies too, but gummies give me, if I take too much THC, I get nightmares. Well, go go CBD and some of those other... I thought you were going to go, go see a psychiatrist. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Did you bring enough for the class? You brought the bottle out, showed us, and put it back in. Yeah, see? (laughs) There you go, right there. The Lepalon. Love it. And it did put me back to sleep. It was great, but... And I'm thinking, oh, finally, an answer after all. Because I've never slept through the night in my life, even yeah. when I was a little kid. 
As I get older, I can't sleep in anymore. My eyes snap open at 6 a.m. every day because my body is sore from sleeping. Like, I don't <laughs> even understand how that's happened. Oh, no, I know. Uh, Once you turn, like, 30 or so, it's like, yeah, I can't lay in the right the, – any position for too long or else awful. back starts hurting. Okay, so one question I do have is I take 10 milligrams of melatonin to sleep. Mm-hmm. Could I just take another 10 milligrams of melatonin at 3 o'clock in the morning? Would that work? I, I, I would you technically so. can't take too much melatonin. Well, that's what I was wondering. But it will, the more you take, the faster it will stop working. Of course, that's mm-hmm. the way it is. I used to take not? melatonin to sleep pretty much yeah. every night, and 10 milligrams is already quite a bit. Oh, mm-hmm. is it? Yes. 10 milligrams is? I didn't know it was that much. Yeah, standard, like a baseline dose is three. Oh. Ten's oh. <laughs> what I three? give my 10-year-old every night. <laughs> is that a bad idea? Is that a bad, <laughs> is that a bad move? No, I, I just, I'm, I'm looking, I, it just was so nice to get back to sleep. I'm trying to figure out, should I just start drinking again? <laughs> that's that. fake sleep, though. It is. Yeah, that's fake, fake sleep. That's not even real sleep. That's no, true. it's not. So there's just no answer to put you back to sleep other than a couple of days. Uh, uh, I, apparently, you're not supposed to take it more than about twice a week, something like that. Well, less caffeine, but this, I did cut way back on my caffeine. I drink caffeine in the morning, but not so much the rest of the day. Hmm. Do you oh. meditate? I should meditate. I mean, I, I have a lot of darkness swirling around up in my head. You and so me when both, I get Riley. up, I can't get back to sleep. <laughs> I got to get back to meditating. All right, I just thought I asked for help. I get nothing. Don't worry about me. Don't yeah. just funny keep that the uh, life. the pharmacology major in the show has no input. Farm. I'm in one farm class right now, and now I'm a pharmacology major. And that's a F A R M, by the way. So <laughs> big really big with herds. Um, <laughs> Yo, okay, so like what I when I started looking into it, the amount I know, it's a non benzo, so. Um, it's kind of a broad class, but mm-hmm. I think it's a, a hypnotic. The idea is it's supposed to be not only short-term, but, as you said, sporadic, and then it's right. habit-forming. And also, a lot of this stuff, they don't have a lot of research on. Long no, long. they don't. That's what's scary. I mean, the melatonin thing came out, what, three or four years ago? They started putting dosage on it, and, and like Andy said, they say top three. Then they also talk about um, uh, melatonin has a tipping point of... Like, at some point, you're just putting extra melatonin in. It doesn't do anything. doesn't do anything. So um, there's my little small amount I know. So in other words, all you guys got is bad news. That's what you're telling (laughs) me. When it comes to sleep, Jeff's right. A lot of times it's called, it's like habit um, and and what your, you know, your routines are and getting a routine set and then building off that and know that there's probably not going to be an instant gratification solution it was just so i woke up this morning well rested i was in a good mood and then i look at the thing i'm like oh this is going to be great i can just take this every night no you can't i love a good sleeping pill i I leave them for travel but i love a good sleeping pill now some sleeping pills you can take every night can't you I don't think there's mm, no? like ones that are known as like as effective well, that I you suppose. should be taking every again, it's the routine you have to get to a point of what's keeping you up kind mm. of thing and you know You mean you the fact to... that there could be World War Three <laughs> right around the corner? That See, might be keeping me up. I maybe be... maybe stop watching the news late at night. Maybe I I'll... I cannot watch the national news yeah. anymore at all. I can't watch they're making so much money off of making us miserable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, everything's here. No, it isn't. It's over here. It's like you're both just trying to make money. That's all you're doing. What if we get you a sensory deprivation chamber? Ooh, I or would that just that. be too scary? Do I just then you can, it's float? And you can then you can feel and hear your heartbeat? Maybe that's not good. <laughs> I tell you, well, other than the hangover in the morning, Schwelin put me to sleep. That was great. Oh, but it was such not good sleep. Like, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. You're just tired all day. Very bad. I've never been a good sleeper since mm. since I was a well. I couldn't trust my old man; he was nuts. How so often having a crazy have bastard you, in the house didn't help. How often have you tried therapy? Like, actually, nonstop done... now for about seventy years. But other than that, okay, that's good. No, but I mean, it's just I got to find something. I just want to sleep. I know. It's just I know not going to happen, is it? No, you will. Okay, first off. You guys are horrible. Well, that's we a threat. Have... Eventually you will forever. Yeah, you'll be dead. Yeah, forever. <laughs> you'll be dead. <laughs> 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 
No, Tom, first thing you have to do, and this is what I like truly believe is you have to verbalize and manifest that you will sleep very well. And you at some point will sleep very, very well. Because if you go into it going, I'm never going to sleep well, then mm-hmm. it's self-fulfilling prophecy right mm-hmm. there. God's mean to me. That's all I'm okay, saying. Okay, take it easy. <laughs> There's that route too. <laughs> you know. Okay, so in other words, all you you have no answer for me. That's great. I think that you probably drink more caffeine than you realize 100%. in the afternoon. Yes. I do in the morning. Well, AJ slash Andy, because his name is on there, is saying that oh, you yeah. do sleep in the afternoon, mm-hmm. or you have it in the afternoon. Hundred percent. Once in a while, I do evening as well. Also, the half-life of caffeine can be up to nine hours. So, oh, for Christ's sake. So now i got to give up one other thing that helps. Oh, boy. So instead of adding something that could help me, i got to give up what I use now. Yeah, your choices are you either have to give up a bunch of stuff or you just start drinking again. That's Those are your options. Hey, Catherine, I'm going to bed. Huh? It's so, yeah, not a lot of good choices. Just drink Pepsi with alcohol. Yeah. Yeah, you can put alcohol in the Pepsi. There it you go. Cancels out the caffeine. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have to then figure out how, because I've been getting it up at 3.15 in the morning for 37 years, I'm going to have to figure out how to adjust that as well. What time do you usually go to bed? Right around 10 o'clock. Yeah, so stop drinking caffeine afternoon. Yeah, or try staying up till 11. Or that, yeah. Stay up later so you're extra tired. That doesn't work. That really I'm doesn't just, work. I'm just trying to. I'm throwing. I'm throwing that, stuff that out. Work for you me guys either. have no answers at all. I'm no. deep. I'm just. I'm leaving early today. We're gonna have to stop seeing you. Thanks. For the time, <laughs> exactly. That's exactly right. Have uh, you ever had a therapist break up with you? Oh, a lot of people get sick of me. <laughs> There's no question about that. No, I. I Close think, to a no comment. Yeah. I think the problem that I'm having right now is the fact I just. I will never understand. I'm going to kill you because my God is better than yours. What? I, I don't understand that. I don't get it. If you believe in a greater good, which God is a shortened version of that, mm. why would you think that your God's better than mine? I don't get it. I don't think that's really what it's about. What do you think it's about? Then? I mean, it's the same God for but the most part. So it's just the messenger? Is, is this all over the fact that, uh, that what's-his-name couldn't get along with anybody? It's the could be the prophet. It could be the interpretation of the word of God. Yeah, it could true. be the territory that they believe they're that entitled to. There's right. all sorts of different reasons. Yeah, because even in Christianity, there's a yep. million different subcategories mm-hmm. in things like that. So, yeah. Well, there's Catholicism, and the rest don't count. Is that what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> and heresy. <laughs> Those are the options. Couldn't have said it any better. So. Do you guys think there's a possibility this will turn into a world war? Yes. No. I do, too. I think there's a legitimate chance. I don't think it's maybe not, like, the most likely outcome, but it's definitely an option. It's a possibility. Stop. Yeah, good. So how could we stop that from happening? Is there any way we can stop it from happening? Because the prophets... <laughs> How they, can we stop a world <laughs> war? No, I'm talking about we as human beings, not just the th- four of us or five uh, of us. Another 100,000 years of evolution ought to do it. Yeah, you yeah. Got, <laughs> all I got away is another 100,000 years? Yeah, Good. You, you have to have a lot of people put their egos aside yes. and be yeah. willing to come talk about their differences rather than use resort to violence. Why? I don't I know. Just, we got Go-Go, uh, Teeth Are Not For Biting book, and that's mm, helped ooh. her a lot, my kiddo, there so you go. maybe... Bombs are, Bombs are not for dropping. Bombs are not for dropping. That's a good book. Feel good children's story for the Middle East. That's a good book. There you go. I don't know. Like I said, once again, thanks for none of your help. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I think if they really want to solve the issues, they all get tickets to go see Jeff Foser and his friends. Yeah. There you comedy. go. I, I would have to together. agree with How many that? people yeah. live in the Middle East and how big is uh, the comedy club? I need to do some math. Oh, we can pack them <laughs> in. I'll say, can we, <laughs> Can we stream it over to them? Yeah. Get a couple million extra chairs, you know. I think we're going to have a better chance of figuring out how to get you to sleep in than stop this world war. No, I think you might be right about that. So you you do think it could turn into a world war. Yeah, well, anything could happen. We've seen it before. We have seen it before. And it's always about money and God, isn't it? Hmm. Always. It's always about... And or. Yes. What else is it about, Andy? 
Well, I'm saying I don't think like in the Soviet Union it was really about God so much. No, it was about money though. Yeah. All about money. And hence and or. I just love the fact that that guy, he's the richest man on earth. He's a trillionaire. Oof. <laughs> yeah, he's a... I can't even comprehend the amount. Putin. No. What, yeah. Isn't that his name, Putin? Well, after mm. a certain point, money like just, it doesn't even matter. There's no reason to even count it. Mm-hmm. It's like if you want yeah, something, true. you can buy it, and it's not going to put a dent in your finances, so why even keep a number? I guess. What is it about human beings that this they, they just can't sit down and go, hey, we can work this out. Don't worry about it. Why can't we do that? I have no idea. It's just egos. And once you and once you say for so long that you're right about something, nobody wants to go back and be like, eh, maybe I was wrong and let's rethink this. Why not? Kind of Why can't down. you say, I was wrong about that? Why can't yeah, you do well, that? I, every neighborhood has that crazy mean well that's true and no one's ever been able to change them so think about all the neighborhoods in the world there are tons of weird backstories of people and egos and mental illness and Mm -hmm. everything are you talking directly about tevin I might be. Yeah. Uh, Mental illness and evil. I, I, told you, I told you we'd let I you didn't. in the studio if you didn't say that about me. I, 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 why, why can't I not look directly at you when I talk about mental illness and ego? <laughs> okay, so I'm going to go around the table, and we're going to vote on what I should drink in, instead of caffeine. Mm. Damn. Okay. Water. Because you can't drink coffee either. That's got caffeine in it. And you can um, only drink so much water. It's very boring. There's this, like, really hippy-dippy pop I think you should try called Lollipop. It's called um, Lollipop? Yeah. it's They sell it at Target, and it might have a lot of sugar in it, though. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, see, that's, mm. that's the problem. Because that stuff, yeah, sugar will keep me up this for months. This is, like, the worst SEO I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> How do you even look this up? Lollipop pop? Yeah. Lollipop, lollipop soda. Pop. Lollipop yeah. pop is lyrics to a song. Hmm. Lollipop, lollipop. There it is. Lolly, okay. Lollipop. It. You have to. You have to. Oh, it's called Ollipop. Oh, I'm That's sorry. That's why. Oh, God just saying oh, nobody's yeah. talking. Is there ever a time you didn't drop the ball? I'm sorry. You guys want me to have a degree also in consumerism liquids? <laughs> a real one, like Pop-o- unlike the phony pop-ology. ones you got now. I almost said F you really aggressively, I and I'm like care. to apologize for my reaction. I just felt attacked. Couldn't care less. Everything will be fine. Alone. Are you a tea guy? Have you ever gotten into teas? You know, that might be an option because I do like tea, mm-hmm. but but I couldn't drink it in the morning because I didn't have to work and heat it up and stuff. Yeah. I do like tea. We have an electric kettle. You just hit the boil button and yeah. 10 it. minutes later you pour the water Is in there a good no caffeine tea? Oh, All plenty. herbal teas are yeah. non-caffeinated. Yeah. Like All herbals are? Yeah. So I can just buy that by the bottle from the store too, can't you? And yes, I you can. Like I want to like tea, like my personality, like I have cute tea stuff. Like I want to like tea. <laughs> I just can't do it. I don't know what it is. You mean like an outfit or what kind of cute yeah. tea stuff are you talking about? <laughs> like I feel like I have yes. a full a tea hat. fit. I do have like, you know, like a cozy look. Yep. And then I've got two, you know, I got cute tea cups and mm. like little saucers. Like I'm, Jeff, like I mean like the mm-hmm. whole picture of yeah. like me and a book and tea. And some, some cute sandwiches, yeah. But I just can't get into tea. I don't. Sure. I hate that I can't get into tea. Well, there's so many different kinds of tea. Is the thing because I mean, bring me the, something yeah, I like. The candy. three caffeinated types are technically all actually the same thing, but it's yeah. black, green, and white. Yeah. Oh, really? And white's got the most caffeine. Black's got the least. I prefer black tea. Is anybody checking the emails for the show this morning? Are we getting any suggestions? No, yeah, or no, no listeners have said anything. I'm going to buy you some Olipop. It only has two to five grams of sugar. Mm, it's too much. What? <laughs> too much. <laughs> That's mm. not even So what, what flavor is Olipop? They have all sorts. They I'm have a hundred billion flavors. So I can go to Target. It's right on the way home. There's I one will right get it down the you. block. I'll get it for you for your birthday. So just okay, where well, to just buy it. Target. Yep, they got it. Do you have a cutoff time? For, I'm done eating. Every day at this time, yeah, you should I'll, do that too. Yeah. I get goofed yeah. up with my sleep oh, when I, I eat that. way too late, and I don't know if that's a thing that you're... I I, I can't s- eat past nine. They talk about diet and sleep being like say like uh, same two sides of the same coin. Like they go correspond with each other. So Jeff's on to something there. Well, let me put it this way: my dinner last night, I ate it at six o'clock, and it was a handful of cashews. 
So that was my dinner last night. Oh, I love cashews. I, there, that sounds terrible. There any that sounds cashews terrible? As in get out. No, 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 no. That that's oh, you your mean for dinner. dinner. Yeah, I would do that. That's a great oh, idea. That's phenomenal. You guys are bleak. Huh. Right. Bl- cashews bleak. No, cashews are good, but I'm not like, oh man, what are we gonna have for dinner tonight? I don't know. Go get those peanuts over there and we're squirrels hands. now. <laughs> this is our squirrel right. life. Grab these. All right, shut I up while I do this announcement. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the Eagles are at XL Energy Center on their farewell tour on Saturday, November 18th. And you can see them with me and Catherine in my suite. Uh, To enter, just go to Tom Bernard app or the website at TomBernardShow.com. Listen for your name to be announced each day at 810, 910, and 1010. Email us back by midnight at contest at TomBernardShow.com and you will win. Today's qualifier name for the Eagles uh, with me at my suite is Todd O'Connor from Coon Rapids. Todd O'Connor, email us by midnight tonight at contest at TomBernardShow.com. Congratulations to our first two winners from last week, Jackie Vick and Aaron Pace, emailed us back. They and their guests will join me in my suite to see the Eagles. That's on November 18th. Todd O'Connor from Coon Rapids, call, email, do whatever you need to do because you need to come along, right? Yep. I love that. We shall take a break. Be right back more with Jeff right after this. Where's Kristen Burt? Where the hell is she now? She's got like five minutes before she usually... Yeah, technically she's... Oh, that's true. It's 1020. I forgot. All right, we'll be right back. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Listen live at TomBernardShow.com or on the Tom Bernard Show app. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President and Chief Lending Officer at North American Banking Company. And I'm Michael Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company. As a locally owned and operated community bank, we work with many multi-generational businesses. Take personal care dentistry of Roseville, for example. Dr. Walter Hunt, also known as Painless to me, has been a longtime customer of the bank since we opened the bank in 1998. When his son Kyle was ready to join the practice, they wanted to expand quickly. With their additional space and equipment, they now are able to see more patients each day while providing the same level of care and service. Okay, guys, I'll take it from here. If you run a family business or any kind of business for that matter, you should be banking with Brad and Mike over at North American Banking Company. Every time I deal with them, or their team, I know I'm working with experienced professional bankers. So why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, equal housing lender. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful, someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you. Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his, his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. In a world that's racing a mile a minute, a split-second distraction can change everything. I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw Bryant. Every day we see too many people, heads buried in their phones, unaware of the dangers they're in. Texting and driving isn't just reckless, it's playing Russian roulette with your life and the lives of others. In just four seconds of distraction, you've driven the length of a football field. Is there any text message that's worth your life, that's worth the lives of others? I've been fighting for the rights of the injured for over 30 years, but I'd rather you never meet me in a courtroom. So hear me now, stop texting and driving. Pay attention. Value your lives and the lives around you. And if you won't, know this, at Bradshaw and Bryant, we're relentless. We won't back down. We bring justice to those that need it. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. With Mike Bryant on your side, seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. Tom here, and I just read a success story from MN Fat Loss client Elizabeth, who just completed the program. Elizabeth writes, I'm a 54-year-old woman who has struggled with losing weight. I had almost constant heartburn, trouble sleeping, brain fog. 
I tried counting calories, eating bars and shakes, and several other programs in which I would lose 5 to 10 pounds after months of struggling. After 60 days of the MN Fat Loss program, I was down 25 pounds. MN Fat Loss had really empowered me to believe that I can control my eating and my weight without having to sacrifice foods that I like. If you're thinking about finally committing to improving your health, this is the time to start. You won't regret your investment in yourself. It's so easy to see if MN Fat Loss is a good fit for you. They offer a free phone consultation to learn about the program. They also have virtual options to help you if you live far away, which I think is a brilliant idea. To schedule that free phone consultation, go to mnfatloss.com. The only thing you have to lose is that unwanted weight. That's www.mnfatloss.com. I cannot wait to hear about your success story. And please let them know that Tom sent you. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. You know, it's really funny because yesterday it got up to 60 in some places in the Twin Cities. And every person, particularly young people that I'm running into in the hall today, they're all in just a great mood because it was 60 (laughs) Mm. degrees on November 5th. Not bad. No, not bad. I mean, you think about that over the years. Of course, it's going to be colder than a witch's tit, which is a great J.D. Salinger line, by the way. I always give him credit for that one. But in any case, uh, we will be joined in seconds. Kristen Burt will j- jump on with us. But, okay, so I will go over to, I'll start. So any any flavor you recommend for Olipop? Oh, I was just looking at them. I feel like I kind of want to try to give you the strawberry vanilla you want since you love cherry Coke. Strawberry vanilla is as close as they get. <laughs> no, I just mean like it's a berry-esque. I don't know. Like, I I was excited about that one, so I might buy you and I that. I just got a call from someone who said, you're the first person to ever use the word berry-esque. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> berry-esque. It's berry-esque. Berry-ish. Kristen Bird is berry-esque. I will tell you that. How you doing, sister? Oh, I don't um, have any audio. She should. We cannot... Hello, can you There you, you are. Oh, okay. you dropped the ball. I got in at 1.30 this morning, so... Oh, you're back uh, home? Yes, I uh, took a, a <clears throat> nine... What was supposed to be a 9 p.m. flight from Miami, and of course, was much later than that, so... Okay, we got two things to talk about today, because I finally watched Sound of Freedom, mm-hmm. and I thought it was a terrific movie, and I didn't see anything political about it at all. I, I was getting the impression from other people that it, there, there was, it was a very political movie, but it wasn't political at all. Well, it's political behind the scenes. You have to remember, like, the ties to QAnon um, of the crew. You also have Tim Ballard, who is the story is based on. They've already started to disprove a lot of his stories of being, you know, the successful rescuer of child uh-huh. victims. And he also has sexual assault and sexual harassment charges against Jeez. him now. Well, isn't that sweet? Yes. See, I don't pay but, any, any attention to any bullshit. I just want to say we should not diminish the issue of child trafficking. Absolutely. Tom, no. is it so sad? It's incredibly sad. Thank no, God. No, it's actually very funny. Yeah. <laughs> hey, look at how he's molesting that kid. Oh, no, they don't know, show any of the molestation, it. thank God. They show them leading the children away, but they don't show any of the molestation because I oh. couldn't watch that anyway. I could oh. not watch that. Yeah, I, I just think people should understand that this is more likely more fiction um, based off of it's a Hollywood Hollywood version of, mm-hmm. of what happens. Yeah, and that's there. see, I don't make the connection with a scumbag the guy turned into and all the rest of it. I, I'm talking about the movie itself. The movie was very well made. It's very good. The acting is terrific in it, and uh, I mean, it's incredibly sad. Don't get me wrong, but um, well, like, like I told you, when I was a little boy. There was a family that lived on Aldrich and 26th and Aldrich Avenue North. They had three sons, went to play at Farview Park, and then never found again. Disappeared. Well, Jacob Wetterling, that's exactly what that was all about. So, I mean, to having, and I did, a, did all the voiceover to let's try to find Jacob and all the rest of it. I met the family many, many times. So I've been cutting those 
those promos for a long time. We got to find these kids that have been kidnapped, and it it really rarely ever comes to a good conclusion. I just don't understand the sexual attraction of people to children. I don't get that. How do you make that connection? Makes no sense to me. But you're mentally ill, I suppose. That's what it's about. Yeah. And, and a lot of people, it's, oftentimes it is a cyclical situation. The abuser was someone who was once abused. Yeah, I suppose. Stop that cycle. It can continue. It doesn't mean everybody continues it, but it can continue for people who just can't seem to reprogram their brain, honestly. It's so sad. So basically, Catherine, what Catherine and I did is t- took it like every other Hollywood movie, that most of it's made up bullshit. So, you know, that's, that's a good thing about movies. So I make no connection to reality with that movie at all. It's just a movie about, about children being abused. And I don't take it past that point. The movie was very well done. James Caviezel's really good in it. Everybody that's in it's really good in it. And I, just the feeling you get by looking at little children. And again, oh. they, they don't show anything that, you know, untoward or way down. But just seeing little children, the, the sad looks on their face. It's it's got a great had great impact on me. I'll tell you that. Really, and then did. movie company too has done something interesting. I don't know if did they keep the um, end message there where they ask you to sort of pay it forward, share this with a friend. Yeah. on the film, um, because that's how they were selling out a lot of the theaters. Um, churches oh, were okay. buying up. Uh, they were buying up an entire theater, saying we want you to go and see this and, and carry this message. Um, so that's why it did extremely well at the box office. And then they handed away some of those free tickets that were obviously paid for by by certain charity groups or other people. And um, it, it's kind of an interesting model. I mean, we talk about people who are disrupting the entertainment industry. This is a disruptive model with the sound of freedom. And yeah. it's a way to get a movie made. It's a way to get it out of the masses. And it will be sound of freedom will be one of the big stories when we look back on 2023. Yeah, as a movie, like I said, I don't know anything about the people behind it and all the rest of it, but the acting in the movie is is incredible. There's a kid, and I, he looks to be about maybe seven. He should get the Academy Award, for Christ's sake. The looks he get in his face, I'm tearing up, you little prick. Uh. <laughs> it was unbelievable. Well. Yeah, I was, I was very impressed. Now, moving on to other entertainment, and this time, well, it's, it's got its own political and real-life problems. Uh-oh. Is his name Bass Reeves? Lawman Bass Reeves, isn't that his name? The new uh, Taylor Sheridan. The new Taylor Sheridan. The new Taylor Sheridan. I think it's Bass Reeves, isn't it? I believe Mm -hmm. you're right. Yeah, it looks like it. It is phenomenal. That guy is so good. I I don't know the actor, but he is amazing in that that show. Uh, Catherine and I watched the initial episode last night. It's really, really... Well, Taylor Sheridan, what the hell? What does he do? I mean, he is just cranking out those movies. And he better be in good health because I don't know what Paramount Plus does without him because they lose that entire network if if he falls ill. I mean, honestly, he is dropping them up. You're absolutely right. But it's just to see the whole thing. It was was a little uncomfortable, though, and I got to tell you that, uh, particularly Tevin, this, because it takes place you know, the 150, 180 years ago, whatever it is. And they dropped the big N at the beginning a lot. And it just makes you uncomfortable because you never hear that word anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Jesus, people. And it's, they, these guys are saying it nonstop. It's like, okay, well, that's really nice. But it has this very loving, he's not only becoming a lawman, he starts out as a, like a servant to some, I don't know, prick that he works for or whatever. But as it goes along, I, what I really liked about it is it shows his love for his soon-to-be wife. He had a child he didn't even know about. That's the part of it that I found really, really good. So he's fighting for you know the freedom to just be treated like everybody else just because he's a black man in America today. Shouldn't be treated any differently. They don't go over the top with that message. The message is these are just human beings. Let's look at everybody as a human being and go forward from there. I loved it. Thought it was really good. I've only seen one episode, but it's really good. Yeah, uh, David Oyelowo is the um, yeah. actor. A lot of people will know him from the Academy Award nominated film Selma. Just so people amazing. Yeah, it's really really good. And the kid, that should be a little cuter. That's all I'm saying. 
That's all. I'm a sucker for that stuff. I just, a little kid. Well, like I said, we are at Andy's house yesterday. A seven-year-old, a five-year-old, and a two-year-old having fun at a birthday party. It's like you were in heaven, for Christ. They're just happy. Can't be. are very happy. They don't have the weight of the world on them. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. They're going to. Their mortgage is paid. Their bellies are full. (laughs) Mm -hmm. No, you're right. Well, you're absolutely right about that. So anyway, yes, I just wanted to point those two things. I watched them and really enjoyed the acting because I watch it for the acting part of it more than anything else. Because, you know, well, in comedy and in voiceover, particularly in voiceover, you work with a lot of actors and all that stuff. So it just I thought they were both terrific. A lot of great stuff out there. There really is. Yeah, I'm hoping we get more great stuff. It, um, <clears throat> just to kind of give everyone an update, because this is kind of like the Uh-oh. crucial point with the SAG after strike. Um, the studios have given what they said their best final yep. last off. This is it. Yep. Now, there is some hesitation on the negotiating committee on the SAG side. If they don't settle it this week, the Hollywood and production will be shut down for the rest of the year. Oh, and negotiations oh. will not begin again until 2024. And that is scary to think about. So we have nothing to do. You have plenty of movies and TV shows to catch up on that you haven't caught up on in the last decade with uh, the golden age of TV. But understand that we have already started to see the movie schedule starting being pushed for yeah. 2024. Yep. They can't complete these films. Um, we're going to watch, I think we're going to watch the Marvels, which is coming up this week, November 10th, without like the heavyweight press interviews. I think Marvel's going to have a very tough weekend at the box office coming up. And uh, it's not looking good for Christmas season, too, if we don't oh, have the actors see, available to do the press junkets. Uh, you know, and you may think like, oh, this is not that big a deal for celebrities to do interviews, but the press machine behind it of just making people aware that a movie's coming out is huge. So those press junkets that I normally do, even though I'm like, oh great, I got four minutes with one actor, they actually help create a buzz around a film. And we've just seen a really rough time at the box office as a result of it. Yeah, no question about it. Well, I do this every time over, you know, throughout my my life. Every time Hollywood goes on strike, I start from the beginning of the honeymooners and watch it all again. I still <laughs> think it's classics to watch. one of the greatest TV shows of all time because the actors, all of them, were just phenomenal. And I love the fact that Jackie Gleason would never come, <laughs> never come to practice or, you know, rehearsals or any of that stuff. He would just show up. Yeah. <laughs> I grew up on that, too. It was oh, amazing. Oh, God, what a great show. Norton, I'll be back. Norton, what are you doing, Norton? I love it. So do you think they will settle, though? I heard, this is, this is what I've been told, and just in terms of talking with both sides of this, there's, there's a negotiating committee for SAG of about 40 people, but there's a core 17 um, that hold a lot of weight um, in terms of the final vote of whether we're going to approve this contract oh, or not, okay. and they have some hesitations. And, and the hesitations are in terms of streaming and AI, and the concern is is that if they concede even just a little bit, that each subsequent contract will get less and less. And if you look at actors who were like, hey, I was working nonstop in the 90s, yeah, and I was making far more money in the 90s, as like a day player than I do as a series regular in in 2023. God. And I, I think that that's the big concern. Um, the writers got a really good deal. And if the SAG contract doesn't match that really strong deal like right. the WGA got, then this 100 and something days of a strike was worthless. That's going to be tough to handle if we don't have any new stuff coming out for at least. So basically you're talking about it's going to be almost a year of no new material. Hundred percent. If you thought oh, the pandemic put things pushed things back, yeah, yeah. Well, guess what? Because we were. You have to remember too. And when everything shut down in March, production started to sort of trickle in through the summer, and then by September, people were able to figure out what those regulations were and how to have people work together safely. This is a situation where nobody can work unless you have an interim agreement, and that means you have to be a small studio who's you know not a part of the strike. And, you know, those smaller pictures don't get the same, you know, don't carry the same weight as some of our big studio movies and TV shows. So it's it's a struggle bus. And remember, our economy thrives on it out here. We're yeah. tourism oh, yeah. and we're the entertainment industry. And, and, you know, tourism can be up, but without the strength of the entertainment industry, 
restaurants and support businesses are hurting. I have a question, because SAG and AFTRA, they handle all the commercial work that's out there as well, so they're going to have to stop do, doing that too? Nope. The uh, commercials can still run. Daytime thought, TV yeah. shows can run. Reality shows that run under the network code contract can also run. But I will say that overall, because of the strike, studios have tightened their budget and advertising has seen their budget tighten as well. And we saw commercial production drop here in Los Angeles and across the board, not just Los Angeles. Um, there were less reality shows that got a green light during the strike. You would have yeah. thought that they would have been cranking them out. Um, I had a friend who had about six or seven projects in the pipeline, all reality-based projects, and only two went. And she said, had this been 2008, all of them would have been greenlit, and she would have been working nonstop. Really? Mm-hmm. You know, it actually was a lot of a lot of fun when Hollywood actors thought doing commercials was beneath them. <laughs> I will never forget that, because I, I, I did voiceover for 35 years, and I just loved it. But boy, once those Hollywood people said, wait a minute, there's a lot of money in that that work just all went away. I mean, also the shit I went through with the press in this town, but, you know. Well, it, it goes away for the average actor, like the middle-class actor. No who doubt about it. One or two commercials a year, supporting their family, buying home in Los Angeles, that is gone. And that that's the real sad part of it all. I think Ted Danson should do more commercials. That's what I think. <laughs> Jesus, he's on every commercial now. Is he? I don't even pay attention to commercials, so I wouldn't even know who's on a commercial. Uh, it was a great business back in the day. There's no doubt about yeah. it. It was yeah. something else. And when you say that they're pushing back the movie schedule, so I saw an ad for The Fall Guy with Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt that looked good and it said it's coming out March 1st. So are they going to start, is that something that you would think is going to get pushed back if they've already released uh, or not released, but announced release dates for movies? Or is it just new stuff coming out is going to get pushback or being so made. a couple things are happening some of the films that um have still need like um additional looping done or they need to reshoot a scene those are comp- they've already had their dates announced mm-hmm. they've already been pushed okay. they just can't finish the production on them mm-hmm. a couple of them i know like one of zendaya's films was already pushed they said without zendaya promoting this film we've got nothing at the box office right so where Ryan Gosling to me is super hot coming off of Barbie, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if this um, particular, if this strike doesn't end anytime soon and gets pushed into 2024, I wouldn't be surprised to see them pushing a movie like that. And they've got a little buffer because it's March, mm-hmm. but to me, you need Ryan Gosling to sell Fall Guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's too big a star. <laughs> He's too charming. Women love him. Men want to be him. Like, I just feel like... You need him all around for that press. What are push. you laughing about? You don't want to be Ryan Gosling? <laughs> I mean, it might, probably wouldn't be so bad to be Ryan Gosling for it a day. It would not be bad. You have Ava Mendez as your wife. You have two cute kids. Yeah, you know, you, you make have a, a good great point. career. You can look just as good as Ken as you do in the Notebook. Come and on, he's one of the best comedic actors I've seen. Yeah, in he a is long good. time. Yeah, he is good. You're right. His timing is is oh. impeccable. So you're saying basically he's almost as lucky as I am because I mean Catherine, when you if that's where you're gonna start, you know that is where we are starting. <laughs> okay, well then I guess he better kick it into high gear. Yes, and I've got a little bit of Taylor Swift news for Britain. Oh, oh here we go. Jeff will be all excited. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Let's hear the Swift alert. The Swift alert. Swift alert. Swift me. I'll, I'll Swift you. Uh, First of all, Dancing with the Stars is doing a Taylor Swift night. Oh, God. Brittany just had a heart attack. I might actually watch Dancing with the Stars. I don't know how (laughs) to watch it. You can watch it on Disney+. Plus. You can watch it on ABC. You can watch it on Hulu the next day. Still in a a, a real conundrum. I don't know how to access any of that. So I will work on it. I'll give you my password. Perfect. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'm like, don't tell anyone. But uh, And then um, that's November 24th, 21st. Sorry, Tuesday, November 21st. That's happening. And they are bringing in Mandy Moore, not the actress, but Mandy Moore, the choreographer who choreographed the Eras Tour to be a guest judge that (sighs) night. Kind of exciting. OMG. Oh, my God. And I am working on my ticket to go to that show uh, that night. And uh, the other thing I wanted to mention is that officially Gannett Newspapers, which I think maybe we talked about this a few months ago, they were hiring a Taylor Swift reporter. Yeah. That person has been announced and they have moved to Nashville 
And I'm curious to see how this plays out. And I'll just tell you a couple things on this because I want to watch how this happens. I think right now, because the, the reporter obviously has a ton of news. You got the international tour. Yeah. There, there's so much happening with Taylor Swift. But as we know, celebrity news and celebrities kind of ebb and flow in terms of being in the spotlight, coming out of the spotlight. Like, how long does this job last? Yeah. Because maybe in two years, she's back writing in the studio and there is no Taylor Swift news. And will other newspapers find that other sort of like breakout star that's having a huge year and do a reporter strictly dedicated to news about that particular celebrity? Do you know what's kind of amazing is like the whole world, like I am so plugged into the Taylor Swift universe and there are enough Swifties that are on the beat constantly who have eyes on every ground. And like, I don't know if one person can fulfill that role in the way that kind of the universe does. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Cause no one does things better than Swifties. Strong, yeah. Swifties. I was going to say dancing with the stars fan bases like that too. They yeah. just like dig in, they look for clues on the internet, but I guess if your entire beat is Taylor Swift, you probably do have the time then to like go into TikTok and look for Easter eggs and whatever. Yeah. You're plugged in. It's almost too much information Correct. on her though. Um, that's why I always like, you know, when everyone was like, is Travis Kelsey a good guy or not? I'm like, at this point, if he even had a parking ticket, we would know. So the Swifties are thorough. Was yeah, Taylor I mean, they involved? follow her plane all the time, like the, the flight paths where yeah. she is. Was yeah. Taylor involved in the selection of the reporter? Because I feel like you would just, hey, she gets a personal assistant now and can just leak her stories she did reporter. not. She did not have a say. It's a reporter out of Arizona who relocated to Nashville because that's where they said you're going to be working specifically for the Tennessean, mm -hmm. um, which is owned by Gannett. And we'll see how this goes. I think it's an interesting experiment, even if it's just for one or two years. See how it plays out. It might be a new sort of trend in journalism, having a dedicated reporter to something super specific and to a, a real I mean, a real niche topic. Yeah, Taylor Swift has Tree Payne, who is her version of her journalist, and she does a great job. Tree Payne? Yeah, that's her name. I'm going to have to end the show. Tree Payne. Tree Payne. That's her publicist. Is there a specific tree that forever. is in pain? Tree Payne runs this world. We just don't realize it because she has Taylor Swift in front of her. Is it a spruce, yeah. an oak? Like, what kind of tree... And what kind of pain? Yeah. Let's just say Emotional. she's well paid and done her job extremely well. <laughs> uh, her birth name isn't Tree Pain. She's married to Lance Pain. Oh, okay. yeah. Which I uh, understand a lot of medieval people yeah. experienced at some point. Get it, Lance Pain. <laughs> Absolutely. Jeff, Jeff Fozer's the comedian, Andy. <laughs> Andy. Oh, I guess we'll see, won't we? We're have I to. love how Tevin's what? asking questions so we don't know he knows everything there is to know yeah. about Taylor I Swift. I am 1,000% not Taylor Swift's demographic. <laughs> no. And, yeah, it's an eye roll for me. I'm sure she's a great person, makes great music. I just, I don't. Not for me. Oh, you're just too cool for Taylor Swift? Oh, okay. She's just oh, I'm sorry. in the industry. <laughs> I'm sorry I don't obsess over Taylor Swift like you, Brittany. I'm sorry, too. I am sorry that you don't as well. I'm not someone who obsesses over her, but I do find her fascinating because she is changing the face not only of the music industry, but also the film industry. And that's not, you don't say that very often about a woman in her 30s, early mm -hmm. 30s at that. And, and showing the studios how it can be done. And then Beyonce going, oh, I'm going to raise my hand for that too. And I'm curious to see who else will follow that model that she did for Era's tour. You know what? I, I'm just thinking about this whole time, listening to you guys talk about this. Hmm. Can you imagine if um, the internet, the worldwide internet, was around during the Beatles? Hmm. Can oh. you even imagine? Because they got Huge without any of that kind of coverage. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine how big the Beatles would have gotten had there been, you know, artificial yeah. intelligence? They'd probably or, be as big as Taylor Swift. Oh, or I think would it they might not have been, been as big as Taylor Yeah. Swift. Here's the thing, too, is like we find this out sometimes knowing more about, you know, the intricacies of, uh, of celebrities is not what you're going for. Well, I'm just talking about true. access to them. Yeah, having the true. access to them no, was totally different. But I think the mystique mm. was part of their allure. Yeah, maybe because they were. I remember, there's three networks at the time. Mm -hmm. Everybody's listening to the radio. Right. These times were different, and I don't necessarily know that they would have been as big yep. a breakout that they were in the '60s. You guys are nuts.
I'm not nuts. Comparing Taylor Swift to the Beatles. You Come did. On. You did that. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 you're trying yeah. to say they'd be a And it's not saying that the Beatles aren't relevant. They are extremely you're a disaster. relevant. And they're pioneers in music. But in the social media era, I'm not necessarily sure that they would have been as relevant. Let me just tell you something. Who's the last person that had a big hit about 30 years after he died? Actually, it's more like 43 years after he died. Because didn't John Lennon die in 1980? Hmm. 1980. He's been dead for 43 years. Jesus, I didn't even think about that. Have you heard it, Tom? Do you like it? Uh, the new song? Yeah. It's very good, yeah. I mean, okay. it's not it's not Hey Jude or anything like that. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it's really, really good. And they did such a good job because, you know, you got Ringo and Paul are still alive, so they're doing yeah. stuff. And all of a sudden, here comes George and John dressed up in their outfits, you know, their... Mm-hmm. They're I, I get, they're supposed to be like military outfits or something. I don't know what it was. Yeah, it's a good song. It's not a great song, but it's a really good song. All right. I have to listen to it. I keep telling myself i got to listen to it. Music is a very, very important part of our lives. There's no question about that. Yeah. My kiddo knows the sign for music, and that's all she does at my face now. Yep. Like oh, aggressively doing the music sign. Yep. And then if she doesn't like a song, she'll go like to change it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, calm the hell So what doesn't down. she like? She has a strong opinion on what she yes. likes, so that's great. Yes. Okay, so obviously she was raised on Taylor Swift. Um, what a and so we've been trying to transition to like learning music, you know, simple songs that are about learning. And she does not like that shit. She's like, I don't care how many ducks are there, Mom. <laughs> mm-hmm. I want to hear Shake It Off or I'm pissed, you know? This twinkle, twinkle little star thing sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I know. And I'm like, she's not wrong. Right. You know, it does like, suck. You're like, no, it's, but it's, Taylor's, it's Taylor's version of twinkle, twinkle little star. That's what I need. I need Taylor to start teaching my child how to count because uh, these ducks are not going to help. Now don't Sesame get mad at me. Work. Don't get mad at me because I'm just passing along some friends of mine who are in the business, so this is not me saying it. Yeah. But a lot of people in the business, don't, don't, they don't think she's that great a singer. She's not. Oh, so she's not. Okay. She's not. Uh-oh. So I don't know. This isn't breaking news. Nobody has ever said Taylor Swift is the greatest singer of all. She's not like oh, Aretha really? Franklin or Adele. She's not Whitney Houston. No. Houston. No. I think that's, I think that's, that's a, a statement that's fair assessment. Yeah. But she can I mean, crank out hit after hit after hit, right. and she it's makes... A great- songwriter oh yes lyrics to oh die really for. really okay yeah. yeah like i love her lyrics and the more i learn like it's always for me like when she comes out with songs sometimes it's not the first time i listen to it obsessed but the more i hear the lyrics and i'm like i love it are the like, lyrics as it. good as the trashman's papa ooh mau mau you know they're no pearl necklace by zz top <laughs> but they are gonna somehow Jesus. get you through the day why That's is that really the nice. first song on the <laughs> Here's top the next song they have Jeff that wants sperm the next one. song so uh. you know uh in any case no I, I i maybe i should listen to some more taylor Swift, but i wouldn't like her singing you said to be honest with you it's don't you it's don't not my shut deal. up Kevin. it's not no, it's like her new CDs are like very well. The folklore and evermore are really like uh, folk meets pop. They're great, but Ooh, you're right. They might not. I don't want to say they're not. You're, you're not the demographic because I don't like putting people in those kind of like. No, you won't music. relate to this. Yeah, it's music. But yeah, it's music. So I don't know. You'll you'll here's what's gonna happen. You'll listen Shut to Taylor up. Swift. You'll come in the next day and you'll be like, nah. You're like, that's what everybody. This is what the hubbub is about. And you'll probably say it's terrible, and then all well, the will hate Well, I mean, you. the one thing I, that is very, very true, that it might hurt or help, I don't know which one it would be, but female singers who are really good, I enjoy much more than male singers who are really good. And that's not yeah. to say that the great singers aren't great singers, but wonderful female singers have been a huge... Well, I, like her or not, Barbara Streisand was one of the greatest singers oh. of all time. Yeah. Yes. You You're go- going to hear about Barbara Streisand all week, you guys. Oh, her really? Memoir, memoir comes out tomorrow. Oh, her it does. Page memoir. I didn't even know that. Huh. Yeah, I think it's just gotten overshadowed because we've had so many memoirs come out this fall, as we've talked about. And then Matthew Perry, rest in peace, um, his memoir has gone back to the top of the charts. Oh, I've yeah. been listening to the audio version of it, and it is absolutely heartbreaking it's crushing Hmm. um he does such a good job at telling his story but now knowing what the end result is it's just oh my god it hurts my heart so much yeah did she that that whole story about barbara streisand and the way her father treated her is amazing 
Uh, Barbara, it's too bad you're not as pretty as your sister. I what a horrible pretty. thing to say. To wow. I say that to my sister every day. <laughs> That's real. I'm nice. the pretty sister. I'm so the pretty sad, sister. Lindsay, that you're not as pretty as your sister. I tell oh, her God. daily. I mean, Barbara, if Barbara, I don't know what her sister looks like, but if she wasn't as pretty as her sister, I mean, I'm sure Barbara already knew. Yeah, why would your dad want to tell you that? You don't need to say that, Dad. You can leave that out. Barbara's really pretty. I love, like, her profile and her nose because it makes her so unique. And I've interviewed Mm -hmm. her before, and in person, she is stunning. Really? Absolutely stunning. Yep. Well, that's cool. You got to interview Barbara Streisand. That must have been something. With my mom. That's what we talked talked a little bit about it on Friday. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Renee, that was her big uh, big flex. Yeah, Renee got fan mail too. I want. <laughs> yeah, she's DMing me about Grammy Burt. So we... <laughs> she's she like, got fan mail. mail. She's got to have fan names like Renee Heads or something because we got a lot of positive emails about yep. Renee. Nay, nay. Yeah, yeah nay, nays. She's welcome on the show anytime. Yeah, she was terrific. She was really good. No question she's about a lot that. Of fun. All right, sister. What what do we got coming up? We only got about one more minute. What do we got coming up? We should watch. Oh, you know what I watched um, over the weekend? The Millie Vanilli documentary oh, saw, on yeah. Paramount+. Plus. Yeah. I, If anyone knows that story and feels like it deserves a revisit and a relook at it in 2023, it's the it's definitely the one to watch because, you know, they, Millie and Vanilli, Rob and Fab were the ones that really became the scapegoats for the whole thing. Yes. But this really looks at what happened behind the scenes mm-hmm. and who really should have taken the blame for putting these artists out there as lip syncers. It's unbelievable. Um, it was their agent, right, that did all that for them? Uh, well, there was a, there was a, a music producer that, that yeah, yeah. sort of organized all of that and was like, hey, we'll record your voices later. Don't worry about it. And then the, some of the studio singers that wound up on the record also speak in the documentary oh. and really talk about, like, you know, we feel like we had a part in all of this, but we also felt like we didn't have a voice in saying this is wrong. We've got to stop this and everything else and how it just kind of snowballed that by the time they were out on the club MTV tour with downtown Julie Brown and like Paula Abdul and then it, the CD skipped and that's where everything sort of started to unravel. But um, some of the MTV personalities say, you know, they really didn't have a grip on English. So that's actually what started to tip us off. Like, are they actually singing? Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. just kind of some new information, shed some new light on it. And I thought it was really well done. It's Millie Vanilli on Paramount Plus. See, now I'm going to be all day. I'm going to be listening to Juanita Baker and Adele and all these magnificent female singers. Huh. You need to great. go to uh, see Adele in Las Vegas, Tom. I will tell you that when I saw her at the XL Energy Center, and I'm not kidding, the whole time she was on stage, she had a drink in her hand and dropped the F-bomb about 100 times. I feel like she would have, you know who she would have been the perfect guest for? Old school Johnny Carson. Oh, yeah. Smoked and drank on the show and had nothing to promote. Who was it that Dean Martin kept that doffing his ash into their drink the entire show? When Dean Martin's on, he's smoking a cigarette and he's putting his ashes in his buddy's drink because his buddy's looking at Johnny Carson. (laughs) I love that stuff. All right, we'll talk to you later. See you tomorrow. Thanks a lot. Kristen Burt, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back right after this. Wrap things up. This is Bob Sansevier, and I want to tell you about Dave Bialki from Bialki Law. Dave represented my wife, Mary, when she had a significant workplace injury. She was very happy with the job Dave did. If you have a work-related injury and have Dave represent you, I'm betting you'll be happy too. Dave is a down-to-earth guy. He grew up in northern Minnesota, rides a Harley, and worked various jobs doing concrete, electrical, plumbing, roofing, and carpentry work. Dave works for people with work-related injuries. If you work construction, or anywhere for that matter, and you're hurt or even just hurting, you should talk to Dave. Let's face it, our bodies wear out. If your body is worn out from work, if your knees or back or shoulders hurt from things you do at work, do what Mary did. Call Dave and talk to him about it at Bialki Law to set up a free initial contact consultation. The number to call is 763-571-2410. That's 763-571-2410. Or visit BialkiLaw.com. That's B-I-A-L-K-E-Law.com. 
It's Tom Bernard for Flagship Ford in Baldwin, Wisconsin. I'm happy to say I purchased an EV Mustang from Flagship and have friends and co-workers who bought new vehicles and used ones from this family-run dealership that's just 20 minutes west of the metro in Baldwin. Whether you want to compare their used car specials, claim Ford financing options, or simply book an oil change or tire rotation, they have you covered at Flagship Ford. New vehicles like the Ford Escape, the Edge, or F-150 pickups with special engine options. Flagship Ford can answer all your questions on your next new vehicle. The month of October is Tire Month at Flagship Ford. Fit your tires for your specific vehicle, any model car, truck, or SUV, and get your tires before the snow flies, just $5 over cost. That's a purchase of four new tires with a $70 rebate gift card on top of the $5 over cost on most brands of tires. Flagship Ford, east of the metro in Baldwin, Wisconsin, and online at FlagshipFord.com. That's FlagshipFord.com. Why should your business bank with North American Banking Company? Here's Landon and Gavin Miller of D&B Plating. I've always been impressed with their speed of answers to our questions, uh, and that has allowed us to expand and capitalize on opportunities in the market. North American Banking Company has never made us feel like a number. They've always treated us as a partner. For more information about North American Banking Company, go to nabanco.com or stop by any one of their Twin Cities locations. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, 1054 now, six minutes till 11 o'clock. Jeff Ozer in studio with us. St. Paul Comedy All-Stars. That is Wednesday night at seven o'clock at Laugh Camp, located on Robert Street in the heart of downtown. 490 Robert Street North, St. Paul, Minnesota. 55101, just in case you want to drop them a letter or something like that. You know what I mean? Hmm. So, yeah, listen to this list. Um, experience an unforgettable night of laughter at the St. Paul Comedy All-Star Show with St. Paul-based comics Ali Horman, Jimmy Davis, Jesse Jacobs, Mallory Manderfield, Aaron Waldeslossi. Is that how you say that? That's pretty close, yeah. All right, good. Tiffany Norton. Tiffany, she doesn't get too excited. <laughs> I haven't I seen her in a while. It's going to be a fun great. show. She's oh, great. Tiffany's great. She's, She's great. very nice. Yeah, I mean, the list goes on and on. Jeff Ozer in studio with us, ladies and gentlemen. So you're looking forward to it? I am. If we're not laughing, we're crying. So I'm excited for this show. Uh, well, that's kind of how I feel about life anyway. <laughs> if you're not laughing, you're crying. So keep laughing, man. Well, in the St. Paul folks, I mean, I grew up just with the mentality of the streetlights come on, and mm-hmm. so everybody goes to bed. They go to bed. It's like... It's not, you got to get out, man. And so, I, and this will, I don't think this is too late of a show. So this will be good for people that aren't traveling far. And it's seven my, o'clock. Yeah. My, my folks, St. Paul folks, scared to cross the river. Oh, we're not going across the river. That's too oh, far. I'm telling you. It's wild how people are about yeah. it. It's true. And that's one of the things, one of the things I would say that's so great about my life is starting at, well, I was, I guess, 18 when I went to work for Hubbard the first time. And that's right on the border of Minneapolis. Matter of fact, there used to be in the lobby a KSTP, and the back of the K was a very long line. And if you put your left foot on one side, you were in Minneapolis, and your right foot on the other side, you were in St. Paul. Yeah, I mean, it was it's right there. Mm-hmm. But I started spending tons of time in St. Paul, and I loved the fact that Minneapolis and St. Paul at that time, I don't know about anymore, but at that time, they were nothing alike. It was great. I love that about the Twin Cities. They're completely different cities. That's a good thing, I think. It is different energy, and that that's part of the reason for the show. It's like let's 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 get some big hitters and some mm-hmm. newcomers onto a show, and 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 train the the kind folk of the capital city. <laughs> that big entertainment, and big shows can happen in St. Paul too. Oh God, yeah. it's just a, I love it. Yeah, and Minneapolis and St. Paul have such a strong local comedy scene. A lot of people, they'll you know, only go to shows if it's, oh, I see Kevin Hart's coming into town or some big name is right. out of stadium. The local scene is just as funny, if mm-hmm. not funnier, than a lot of the nationally touring headliners that come through. So even if you have no idea who half the names are, go to whether it's your show on a Wednesday or any show that you can find in town. Check it out because you're going to be very, very impressed. I agree. Get out and laugh. That's, you know. And you find new people too. There, there's mm-hmm. you know yeah. a dozen people on the show. Yeah, Everyone's going to have something that they love and remember and look up and come back and see again. 
I love the fact your host, Jesse the Shrink and Nate Hood. <laughs> yeah. Jesse the Shrink. Yeah. How'd he come up with that one? Well, he's he's a shrink in the day and a comedian. He literally at night. is a sh- How do you do comedy when you realize that most comedy comes from deep sadness? <laughs> I think I, he's got some great material. In I it. bet. He, yeah, it, it's really fun to watch him. I, and I've only seen him for the last year on stage. And uh, I like that he's got this energy to put shows together and perform and produce. So uh, I, I, I wish I had that energy. <laughs> oh my goodness! I you find know. it when I'm on stage, but yeah, yeah, boy, there you go. Forty-eight. I it's like I'm moving slow these days. Forty-eight, really? It's <laughs> tough know. on you. Yeah, it is, man. Okay, I'm sorry to hear that. He's slogging through life. Yeah. Wait till you turn thirty-one and then get back to me. <laughs> Look at yeah. you. Thirty-one. What all a, three, of you get out. That's all I have to say. You're too young. <laughs> now I just, I am so glad to see comedy making a big comeback because. It was gone for three years because of the pandemic and all that. And it was just nowhere near as much fun to do a morning mm. show or, or whatever it was. No. Comedy's out. And I didn't, again, I, I know I mention this quite often, but I did not know that radio didn't have comedians on before the KQ morning show. I never knew that. They just, but that was 37 and a half years. Well, it's 38 years ago mm. now. Yeah. And if they did have them on, it would be, hey, Jeff. So how was your trip to the airport? Mm-hmm. Tell us a joke. Ha ha. Yeah. <laughs> now just trying to be funny. Tell whereas, us a joke. Whereas when they come on, like your show is more conversational and people feel like, oh, I know Jeff Fozer as a person. Now I'm more likely to go out to his show and oh. yeah. listen to him. Tom, we used to have people come, you know, when you were broadcasting from home and mm-hmm. they'd come into my studio at KQ and they'd say, here, this is the lines I need you to feed us. Yep. Feed me um, oh, so I can God. get these in. And oh. I was like, you haven't listened to our show. Like, <laughs> yeah. Meet Tom Bernard. This, and I'd always take him and say, oh, "Sounds good. I will try to. Uh, I'll, I'll get. I'll get this sure. to Tom, and we'll try to fit him in." And then I would take that and just throw it out and be yep. like, "If I told Tom this, he would somehow avoid this completely. <laughs> so maybe we'll get there naturally." Tell him to go home. I'm not yeah. talking to them. Uh, Forget yeah. it. Yeah. You love those scripted conversations. Oh yeah, you tell <laughs> those are big ones. There's yeah. no doubt about no doubt about that. No question about it. Yeah. All right, Jeff, you got to come back more often. It's great to see you in studio. Thanks. I like being here, and everybody, when we're on air, treats me real well. But off the air <laughs> is a different story. Tevin. There was, Tevin. There was a whole coffee fiasco. Way to go. Oh, did you mess up the coffee order? Well, AJ did, so we kicked oh, it Oh, that's yeah. right. AJ was making yeah. the coffee for Oh, him. Brittany, uh, have you listened to any of the They Might Be Giants songs for kids? Because that might no. be something cool for your kiddo. <gasps> Because they they I'm got really catchy, fun, kind of poppy, cool lyrics, mm-hmm. and it's very educational. And I give look, look up some of their stuff. They you have specific are... albums for kids, and they're great musicians. Thank you so much, Jeff. That's huge for us. Okay. Thanks. Also, That's why I'm here. there's a group called MC Five. You should play mm-hmm. for your baby because they have a song called "Kick Out the Jam's Mother Effort." <laughs> yeah. She actually relates to that. <laughs> no. Lives by that. And she's got a onesie with that on. And on a more serious note, there's a band. It's older. It's from I believe like the 80s or 90s. But uh, NWA. NWA be good. Give them. W- give them a shout. Yep. What does that stand for, Tevin? Uh, well, I'll tell you during the break. <laughs> Nowhere already. That's what it is. We're nowhere already. Negroes with attitude. Yeah, Negroes with attitude. That's exactly what we're well, you say Negro on the. I don't know, but you keep saying it, so yep. you can't. That was a lot. <laughs> a lot. We had it. We had one of the one of the performers on the KQ Morning Show, and Terry Train actually mm-hmm. asked him, "So when did it big end with attitude come together?" And he's like. Oh, is this how we're going to do yeah. it? Oh, wow. <laughs> You're the ones who named yourselves that. It's, well, that's You only true. have yourselves to blame. That's true. Ice Cube can do what he wants. That's true. He can do what he's a good guy, by the way. Oh, I haven't yeah. talked to him in years now, but he's and a really good It's nice amazing guy. to see. I know we got to go, but it's amazing to see his transformation from NWA to Are We There Yet? Are like, We oh, There yeah, Yet? This <laughs> militant rapper also great, makes great children's movies. Oh, he did. God. Great guy. Really nice guy, yep. though. Jeff, you got to come back more often, Pally. Thank you, sir. I think I will. Okay, Wednesday, 7 o'clock, uh, 490 Robert Street, St. Paul, Minnesota. The Laugh Camp, it's called. Jeff Foser with us. Ladies and gentlemen, go see him. You'll have a ball, I promise. We'll be back in about five minutes.